You're listening to the Sprinkle of Inspiration podcast from We Inspire. We interview everyday people like yourself that uplift and empower, shifting the narrative of news from a traditional negative experience to more impactful. Welcome back to another episode of a Sprinkle of Inspiration podcast. I'm Tanisha Green. I had the pleasure of talking with Demarcus and Melissa McGoy, siblings who are both successful entrepreneurs. I am Demarcus McGoy. I am a graphic designer, freelance graphic designer, um, and I am also a visual artist. And I'm a certified life coach focusing with brain coaching. My name is Melissa McGoy, and by day, I am a social worker. I work for an agency called The Senior Source, where I am a guardianship case manager, and um, I also do event planning on the side. You're a life coach. I am a certified life coach, but I have not tapped into that yet, but yes, I am a certified life coach. And so what were your paths like getting to your prospective careers? I would say uh, being a graphic designer, I, I, I think that was always a given for me. But growing up, I always knew I wanted to do something creative, um, but didn't know kind of quite capa- what capacity. Um, in graphic design, I, I worked at ad agencies and I worked for watch companies. And I, would, I always had like an entrepreneur spirit. So I feel like I got that from my, from my mom. Um, she always had like a side hustle. Um, and so um, I think I picked it up from her. So I will always do graphic design on the side. Um, and then when I moved to New York, again, like I, I gave up my design firm in Dallas and the publication that I had in Dallas. And then uh, when I moved here, I, I started doing like side jobs again. And then I think with the art, I, um, it, I think the art actually called me. So I started painting once um, a friend challenged me to um, paint. She had a, a art gallery. And that's kind of how I got into that part. And then the, the life coaching part, um, I think that was something that probably both of us, have, we've always possessed that. I think we might get that quality from our dad, I think. Um, because I just noticed like people always would come to him for like their you know, problems and he would always like listen to them and talk to them. And um, and I, I guess like I was approached to, to, to become a life coach. And I think I just, you know, answered the call and just chose to become one. Um, for me, um, how did I get into social work? Um, I, I always had a passion of helping people, for helping people and um, that was the only fitting thing I saw to do. Um, I enjoyed um, mentoring young ladies and um, the older I got, um, I wanted to empower women. So um, that's how the life coaching came about. Um, As far as crafting and event planning, um, I've always, that came easy for me. Um, I think that came from just watching my mama do it growing up. So what specifically do you work with when you're doing social work? I've worked with all ages, but right now I work with the um, elderly and I actually enjoy doing that better. It's rewarding for me and I really enjoy doing it. 
Awesome. And then when did you guys both realize that entrepreneurship was the way for you guys to go? I didn't really see it coming, to be honest. It was it was something a friend told me it was something that was chasing me down and I was running from it. Um, I just never saw myself doing it. Uh, like I said, I've always been good at it. Um, I would do, you know, throw parties for myself or, you know, when I had my daughter, I would throw parties for her and people would always ask me to do it and I would always turn it down or I would do it, you know, of none charge. Um, but I, it just was nothing I really saw myself doing. I think the markets kind of pushed me into it when um, I took a class, a, a leadership course. I want to comment on that part. Um, I feel like, um, I mean, I feel like she's always had it. And I think it was just a matter of her like making the choice to do it. Um, the, the funny thing about us two is that um, I think growing up, it was always like I had, I would have, achieve something or I would do something but she would always I always felt like for me that she was like she was she was stronger than me she was faster than me she was smarter than me you know I do consider myself smart and fast and strong but I always felt like she she would take it like 10 steps forward like I would probably I would probably climb 10 steps she would take 20 steps so um I guess like I always noticed with Melissa, you know, how she would always um, attract. Um, so I guess to answer my question on how did I become an entrepreneur? Um, again, I think it was like seeing my mom, you know, my mom always had this, uh, I say side hustle, but I don't really want to call it a side hustle. Like she really had a business. She was an entrepreneur. Um, she, you know, she used to do weddings. And so Melissa and I would, you know, support her with that. Like every week she would have a wedding. So we were like her crew. And I think as I got older, I think that's the, that's kind of how I saw like, well, that was the way for me to make my own money. And that was the way for me to um, take my own days off and my own, you know, self-care and all that kind of stuff. At the time I wasn't calling it self-care, but um, I think, seeing that like we always had like that foundation but seeing that that was the thing that kind of propelled us to be entrepreneurs or to be able to take the things that we knew and like empower the world with our our gifts that we have i love that honestly and then that actually leads me to my next question so as siblings how have you guys supported each other on your separate entrepreneur journeys there's 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 been um there's like a level of uh accountability and then i i think even more now within like the last year or so um like she's accomplished so much within within a year you know and i think now we're able to like speak the same language and we understand i think we understand each other and things a little bit better now um, we're able to talk as entrepreneurs now. So um, and we're able to, my experience is that we're able to uh, like see things for each other, you know, and to, you know, wish each other well and to up each other. And then sometimes when we're just not doing right, like to call each other out, you know, I ain't gonna say call each other out, but maybe call each other forward. And um, 
you know, she's, she's, she's very loving and she's very supportive. And so like, again, I may think of something and she started like 10 steps further than me. You know, she, she, she moves so quick and she, um, she thinks so quick, you know, she thinks about things that I don't even think about. So like I could say, like, even for me, like she's been like a, a backbone to a lot of my success, like coming home and having my, my senior, I mean, my solo exhibition, like she created a studio for me. So coming home, I didn't have a place to paint and anything like that. So she took a back room and she completely converted into like a studio for me. And then um, she also, she also does like merchandise. I don't think she talked about this. She does a lot of merchandising. Um, so she does like a lot of apparel and, um, so I have like, you know, my brand is Create Your Life. And so um, she takes my, like my logos and she puts it on like clothing and sweatshirts. And then with the pandemic going on, like she created masks, you know, Create Your Life masks and stuff like that. So she's very supportive, you know, and again, like I say, she, she thinks 10 times steps ahead of me. Thank you, that's nice of you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, as far as the market supporting me, uh, he definitely did push me into my greatness. Um, he saw, he sees things in me that I don't see. Uh, and um, I really appreciate that. He's defin definitely loving and supportive. Uh, I really don't know where I would be right now without his support. Um, there are times when, you know, I call and ask for his support. And I have to say, okay, I don't want Coach Demarcus. I want Big Brother Demarcus. Like, just you know, talk to me real. I I want you know, but his words of wisdom I really take to heart and um, keeps me focused and grounded. So I appreciate you. Oh, thank you. I love you. Love you too. Along the lines of that, I know you guys probably share. You share the successes together. So what hurdles have you had? And then what successes have you had in each of your journeys? Um, yeah, I, I would probably, if I could say, my hurdles probably were, were myself, um, keeping me from doing certain things. Um, and once I got over myself and overthinking, um, it allowed me to become successful. Um, me thinking that, you know, who will support me and, you know, you know, why would they support my work or um, whatnot? Uh, but once, you know, I made a decision to to do and move forward, business came from nowhere. So I would say that was my success. I think I say, I think I say like for me, kind of piggybacking on what Melissa said is, uh, uh, I think it's like it's the it's the it's the power of the mind and like self-talk and I what I didn't realize is that how how we talk to ourselves and then like you know yeah like Melissa was saying like you know for her obstacle was herself and kind of like with me like I would sometimes create a story if something didn't go the way that I wanted it to and um and just because you think it, it doesn't mean it is true. But I think growing up, I used to always think, well, I thought that. So it's true. You know, that's my experience, you know. But it's, that's not necessarily a, a, a fact, you know, a fact. You know what I mean? That was a belief. So like even, was it like yesterday or the day before yesterday? Like there was, there was something that happened. And um, 
and my expectations weren't met. Actually, there was two things that happened. My expectations weren't met. And so, you know, I spoke to Melissa about it and she like helped me to see it from a different perspective. And um, even though there was like a part of me that was like, I knew what she was saying, there was like an ego part of me that was like, no, you know, like it's this, you know what I mean? Like I thought it and that's what it is. But it was like, you know, after talking to her, you know, and having her, you know, life coach me, you know, she helped me to see it from a, another, another perspective. Um, and then also to question myself, you know, who, who's talking right now? Is it, you know, the inner child DeMarcus talking right now? Or is it the grown man DeMarcus talking? And I believe it was my inner child that was talking and that was disappointed and, and all of that, you know, but the grown man part of me was like, you know what, DeMarcus, relax, it's going to be okay. You know, you can, you can make things, like you can pivot and you can make things work. Yeah, that's definitely true. I feel like all of us, we are our biggest critic. And so we hold ourselves to higher standards than we would someone, you know, who, like someone else that we love. So I definitely agree with that. Um, what or who is one thing that kept you from giving up on your entrepreneurial dreams? I say, uh, I think, I think there was a, you know, like a, there's not no one thing. There's like a bunch of different things that built up to, to, to become a thing. But I, I guess if I could pick out something, I think I'll say it was, I think it was a conversation about my, with my dad and, um, I remember I had just left my job in Dallas and I was about to like really become an entrepreneur and like I found this like loft in downtown Dallas and I had this staff, you know, and I, like everything happened so quick. And I remember um, my parents had this philosophy of being on the job for like 20 something years and retiring and, you know, finding you some good co-workers and stuff like that. but. Um, it just, it wasn't, but I, it wasn't, it was their plan. It wasn't my plan, you know, for myself. Um, but I remember this one time, my mom was like really upset that um, I had left my job. But I remember my dad saying, he wasn't talking to me, but I overheard him say, like, you know, that boy may be something one day, you know, we need to pay attention. And I had never heard him say that. Like growing up, that was something that I never heard him say. You know, I never heard my mom say, but the fact that he said that, I felt like it put the battery in my back for me to do whatever it is that I wanted to do. For me, uh, I think it was just like DeMarcus, it wasn't one person. Um, it was a bunch of people. It was, it was the excitement and support I received when I finally told people that I was starting my event planning business. Um, so many people were so excited for me. I mean, a lot of them were saying, you know, about time, you know, we've been telling you this. Also, my daughter, she was so excited. And um, I, I want her to grow up and see, you know, be proud of her mom and to one day, you know, do whatever it is she wants to do. You know, Tisha, piggybacking on Melissa, um, it, it, being on the outside looking in and watching her process with that, um, I think a lot of times people don't understand, like, you know, there's the power of choice. You know, we can either choose to 
um, move forward and to be in our greatness or we can choose to um, sit back and be me mediocre. Melissa has this mantra where she says, unleash your wildest dreams. And the funny thing is I remember, I remember sitting with her and when she came up with that, I was like, damn, like unleash your wildest dreams, you know? And I just remember how like floored I was when I like heard her say it. And when I read her, her handwriting, writing it on this paper. And I think that's what she does. It was like, I think in that, I think in that particular moment, she was unleashing her wildest dreams. And uh, what I've come to, to understand is that like sometimes like when we make choices and we make decisions, like a lot of people are waiting for us to make choices and decisions. Like a lot of like a lot of people are tied to our dreams and to our visions and to our passion. But when she starts empowering herself and the women that are around her, it ends up being like a domino effect. And it ends up empowering someone else to create like a new possibility for something greater in their life. What is one piece of advice you would give to someone who wants to be an entrepreneur? The one thing I would say would be, you know, just start. Um, most of the time it's probably chasing you down, whatever it is you want, want to do. Just start. And once you start, everything will fall in place. Um, I've learned that there, you know, once you start, there are some of the most beautiful and most rewarding days um, that you will, you will run into. I'll say jump. I'll say jump. Take the jump and figure it out that that vision or that dream or the affirmation that keeps haunting you and it keeps calling you like it's calling you for a reason like um it's tied to someone else's life and the longer you take to to choose it because it's because it's already choosing you like if the phone is calling it's just is are you answering the call you know um so the longer you take to answer the phone call the longer it takes for someone else to get their blessings. It's the longer it takes for someone else to be empowered and the longer it takes for someone to um, understand their worthiness and their love for themselves. Thank you so much for that. Is there anything else that you guys would like to add? It's, it's so funny, you know, she and I have been on this podcast together. Um, thank you, Tanisha, for, for um, having us on the show. Um, I think this is something that we'll probably both cherish that we've collaborated this first time together, really like us talking together. Thank you, Tanisha. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for listening. Continue to listen and support our journalism at weinspiremovement.org. Hit us up on all our social media for daily inspiration. Nothing but the good news.